Hello again. This is Elizabeth Spring at North Node Astrology. Today we're going to be talking about two of my favorite quotes. One is by Carl Jung, where he says, quote, When an inner situation is not made conscious, it happens outside as fate, unquote. And the other one is a quote by Frederick Buchner, where he says, quote, Purpose is the place where our deep gladness meets the world's needs, unquote. So I hope you'll come along and join with me today on this discussion. And if you would like to have more information, you can find me at elizabethspring.com for more articles and also how to set up a personal reading with me. So let's begin. So a lot of my work as an astrologer is based on two of my favorite quotes that I want to share with you today. One is by Frederick Buchner, where he says, Life purpose is the place where your deep gladness meets the world's needs, unquote. And the other one is by Carl Jung, where he says, when an inner situation is not made conscious, it happens outside as fate. So today, hold those two thoughts in mind as we do some pondering here. Now, writing a book, as I did with North Node Astrology and doing a podcast here, um, it's about how to find one's life direction and soul purpose. And I've always thought it might sound a little arrogant or naive, depending on whether or not you believe astrology has anything truly worthwhile to say at all. One's life direction seems to evolve, though, through the mysterious equation of fate plus character equals destiny. And I'm intrigued by how that middle factor of character grows and is changed through our choices. How much free will do we really have? How random is fate? Metaphysical questions abound, yet I believe that it is the making in the making of character through our choices that makes all the difference and the depth of the insight that accompanies it. And of course, the nodes can help you with that insight. But my hope is that this podcast gives you, dear listener, a rather special and curious tool to dig deeper into the whys and wherefores of character and destiny. Our life direction is like the arrow which we shoot through the skies and aimed or not aimed, it lands somewhere. We choose our target based on what we know. And as for soul purpose, I share a common yet sacred bias here in saying that it is ultimately bound up with a growing ability to love and be loved. And as a therapist, I'm inclined to say that one's life direction and soul purpose is about the movement towards healing and wholeness, for who among us is not wounded and less than whole? Our life direction seems to evolve as much by default as it does by purpose, 
and yet we sense that it's more than the visible hat than we wear in the world. It's about our healing, wholeness, and deep happiness, and yet this is different for each one of us. Can you remember when you first heard the words of the poet William Wordsworth when he said, quote, Our birth is but a sleep and a forgetting. The soul that rises with us, our life star, hath had elsewhere its setting and cometh from afar, not in entire forgetfulness and not in utter nakedness, but trailing clouds of glory, unquote. Maybe it's true that life existed before this birth, perhaps not. However, embracing the theory of reincarnation isn't necessary to get something out of this podcast. What I might see as the reincarnational story, you, the reader, might un- or the, the listener, might understand as the effect of early childhood experiences and parental DNA. Either theory works. As you might rightly assume, my point of view is that I like the theory of reincarnation because although not provable, it's a way to look at the world that holds the promise of fairness and justice. It's a hopeful bias because we know that life is often not fair to a person in one life, yet it may prove to be somehow mysteriously fair over many lifetimes. The law of cause and effect of karma operates silently with its twin sisters, fate and destiny, in ways we don't fully understand from our perspective. Yet we may be able to discern an order and an invisible pattern when we look carefully, such as when we look closely as the tangled threads on the backside of a tapestry, or when we see the lay of the land from the top of a mountain. The closer I look and the farther I look, the more interesting the patterns become. What are these invisible patterns we might not see? I think, of course, that they can be found in the astrology chart, and particularly through the north and south node. But a friend once said to me, be kinder than necessary, because everyone we meet is fighting some kind of battle. What is that invisible battle we don't see in our friend? What are the invisible patterns in our life? If you want to see them, I think they're in your chart. The legendary occultist, the magus Hermes uh, Trimegestus, never can pronounce that one well, once said, as it is above, so it is below, as it is in the inner so it is in the outer. Man is the microcosm, the universe, the macrocosm, and in some metaphysical sense he postulated that they are one. He was one of the first to theorize on the synchronistic correlations and resonances between things. I like to entertain the possibility that these ideas might be true, since Vedanta Hinduism carries the weight of centuries of scholarly belief, and old Hermes himself knew a lot more than I do. So if you can suspend your skepticism about reincarnation and entertain the idea that astrological symbolism is a language best used to explore psychological and spiritual terrains— 
Well then, I invite you to consider the theory that there may be something in your birth chart that speaks specifically of your life direction and soul purpose. When you approach this material with an open and curious mind, then you come to the question, why do I have this particular astrological chart? Why was I born at this particular time and place? Did I come here to learn or experience something unique to me? This kind of thinking challenges you to question everything you think you know about yourself and to look beneath the obvious. This kind of thinking has led you, perhaps, to this podcast and to my book, North Node Astrology, and to the healing message of your North Node. It will take you to the ancient past life parable of your South Node as well. Using your curious mind as a tool, you are ready to begin excavating the soul's code embedded in the ancient astrological points of the nodes known in India as Rahu and Ketu. These nodes aren't planets, but astronomical points that have been overlooked in the recent past by astrologers preoccupied with prediction rather than purpose. I believe they are true astrological gold. Astrological gold? Yes, like the alchemist's philosopher's stone. These esoteric points in the birth chart give us a base to turn the Saturnian lead of mundane reality into philosophic gold. An astrologer might say they offer a mercurial secret knowledge. This process of looking to an oracle, or more accurately, looking for an oracular sign for direction, is like asking to make conscious what is unconscious. It's like unraveling a good mystery novel and lends us a small but useful measure of control over our life. As Carl Jung said, when an inner situation is not made conscious, it happens outside as fate. But how exciting it is to ponder the idea that that we might have some say in our fate, that we might make conscious what is unconscious. Is it all interesting theory or a gift of grace from the gods? You decide. Okay, that's all for today. Thanks for coming along on this journey. And if you want to find out more right now, of course, you can go on to other podcasts. Or you might want to look at my website, elizabethspring.com, where there are numerous free articles, as well as explaining how to get a personal astrological reading on my um, through me. And you can find that on the website, elizabethspring.com. Bye for today. 